0: Hello, my beautiful people. This episode is going to be about a young lady that is in her early 30s that has had a learning disorder since she was old enough to speak. She's going to go through the struggles of being made fun of, bullied, not Feeling like she was part of her adopted family, a low self esteem, and how she got to live on her own and won her life struggles. Please welcome Beth. Hi, I have Beth on the other line with us here and we're going to talk about the struggle of having a learning disability. Hi Beth. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So I was reading back on some notes and what I wanted to ask you is to start out with how old were you? when you first found out that you had a learning disability? Um, I was about around
1: five, but I overhauled my parents because we had issues with me in school. That's when they we started learning about my disability.
0: Okay, so... Was this disability something that you were born with or something that was caused by some kind of accident or?
1: No, I was born with this.
0: Okay, so is this something that runs in your family? Yes. Okay, so can you give me a little bit of, Background on the family, then, and how you find out that it ran in your family? Well, um,
1: all I know is what my mom told me is that my boss's parents had learning issues. They had a disability where they couldn't learn. And She told me that after she found out about it because, like, I was trying to figure out how to cope with things, how to, you know, tell the teachers. I just couldn't focus. So, when my mom told me, it was like, probably, like, no kid ever dreamed the parents talking about it to them.
0: Didn't you mention that it was, there was a blizzard or something going on? (laughs)
1: Yes. Like, when I was four going on five, there was a blizzard in March
0: 12, 1993. Okay. And what? So you were in and out of school because of this learning disability then or okay
1: I was almost kicked out
0: did you have a bad behavior too
1: well with the disability I had like um, couldn't focus I got stressed and when I got stressed I start going into temple. Like pitch a fit, like I can't control it.
0: So in pitching a fit, what do you do in pitching a fit?
1: Mostly, I end up like throwing bugs or kicking or biting or hitting
0: biting um, or hitting or kicking people?
1: No, just like the ground.
0: okay, And are you saying this is what you did when you were that age? Yes. Okay, Okay. so then something happened when you were six or seven. Do you remember what that was?
1: Yes, that's when I found out, like, my parents was going through a divorce, and my mom found out about my dad cheating on her, which it just, I couldn't to sleep and I was having by nightmares so that's when I went outside mm-hmm. and just sat beside the pool under the moonlight just talking and I know some people might think a kid talking to God or Jesus you know at the time might not been in the right mind but I you know, that's where it all began, because I was, like, also I had really bad head, migraines, which caused me to be sick a lot.
0: What do you mean by that's where you think it all began? What, what all began then?
1: Where I found where I belonged with God and talking to Him. Because when I was growing up, I didn't have many friends.
0: Okay, I'm not quite understanding. So we were talking about how you found out that you had a learning disability. That
1: learning
0: disability, you know. And then you were six or seven and you had gone outside because your mom and dad was getting a divorce and that's when you talked to Jesus. Yeah. Okay, there was... That has to be part of what we're talking about. So, when you when you found that out, are you saying that it made you sick? No,
1: I was getting headaches all the time because I like I got upset a lot. But when I talked to God or Jesus, I was happy. But the stress made me sick, and the arguments made me
0: sick. Okay, so if, if you were six or seven years old and you um, decided to talk to Jesus, that wouldn't have come out of nowhere. Some, someone in your life must have been an influence with you to even learn about Jesus. Who was that person?
1: My grandmother, my nana. Your nana. Yes.
0: So, did she take you to church, or did she just talk to Jesus about you, or how did that happen? She,
1: she took me to charge. I went to church with her for a little bit, and you know, it was it was fun. But you know, it was like I had a little issues. Like they wanted to tell. My grandmother that I was being ugly to some people at church. And I was it. I was under the tree when we were on the playground. I was under a tree just watching everyone play.
0: Okay. Let's get back on the subject because this is how this is about grandma. Yeah. And so Nana, your Nana, um, and she was, she was very special to you, right? She was. Okay. one of the favorite things that you did with her?
1: (laughs) I have two favorite things I did with her. Like, my favorite was maybe besides going to a friend's house and pre sharing peas, watching a four-hour movie with her, Gone with the Rain.
0: Oh. Okay, so you guys were pretty close. Yes. Okay, so pretty much grandmas who taught you about Jesus and led you to Jesus. Right? Yes. Okay, so then what happened around the age of 11, 12,
1: or 13? Like, we all know when kids, you know, going through the change and growing up and when your parents sit down and have a talk with you. And my mom told me about my boss mother and about, you know, who I was.
0: You mean, so she told you you were adopted? Yes. Okay, and then what do you mean by who you were?
1: Like, about, like, when my... Both mother was like fifteen. Somewhere around right in there, she got pregnant with me. She didn't want me to get pregnant and make the same mistakes like them, like doing the same stuff that they did.
0: That your birth parents did. Yes. So how, how did she find out what your birth parents did?
1: Um, when. I became in the system after they took me away like two times. I was given to a foster mom. And they have a file on it. And it just talked a little bit about my boss' mother when she was young, how her family disowned her at the age of 15. They moved around a lot. And they had the same learning issues that I have.
0: Wait a minute. So, she, she told you all this information. How did that make you feel?
1: It, like, in some ways, I wasn't surprised that I didn't fit in with the family that I was in. But it really crushed me because I loved them.
0: You loved who?
1: I loved my family that I was with.
0: So why did that crush you? That you because you were still part of the family, just because you found out you had a a biological mother and father. You didn't know them, and you were with your parents who you knew as your mom and dad.
1: It just like I don't know. I I felt kind of crush because I wanted to know my birth mother but so they like, wouldn't
0: give you the details or how to get a hold of them?
1: They wouldn't let me because every time like when I asked my adopted mom about me going looking for her, she says best if you don't because she's probably dead by now.
0: Oh, well, that because would be a scary thing to hear. So were you happy with your adopted parents and family?
1: I was happy until I started getting older.
0: Like about what age?
1: I would say maybe 15. Almost like my kind of, like I went through so much before I graduated high school. But the thing was, I would say probably 20 or 19.
0: Wait a minute, you just said 15.
1: Yeah, 15, somewhere around right in there, I started seeing a lot of like changes, how I was becoming, I want to say different.
0: You were becoming different, or they were treating you different?
1: They were treating me different.
0: Okay. And you could feel that. Yes. Okay. And that continued to happen?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And did you tell them that you felt like you were being treated differently?
1: Every time I tried to talk to them, I couldn't find the words. And when I was younger, I had a journal. And and the journal, I was a lot of ugly words because I I didn't know what to say to them. And they'll always tell me I can talk to them. And I can't. Because when I do, they want to tell me that's not how they're doing it.
0: So they weren't owning up to your feelings? Yeah. Okay. Um, so... At 16 or 17 years old, something traumatic happened. What was that?
1: We stopped taking family pictures. My family, my mom, especially my mom, my dad, my brother, they, um, we stopped taking pictures, like, when we're together. Um, they called me ugly names. And, it just—I don't know. It just made me feel even more sad, mad.
0: And something else happened, though.
1: Yeah, that's when um, we also lost my grandmother.
0: Okay. And so, is that—is that when your family didn't want to take pictures anymore?
1: They didn't want to involve me in the pictures anymore, and that's when they stopped doing stuff. And I mean, I love my family, don't get me wrong.
0: I'm not, we're just trying, we're just talking about the struggles that you went through. No, I even love
1: my niece and nephew, even though my mom does a lot for my brother instead of
0: me. Okay, so how. Um, How long did you stay living with your family before you got out on your own? Like, how old were you when, when you finally moved out?
1: I was 28 and a half years old. I was going out 29.
0: Okay. And so what, did you do that because there was an argument or just because you could?
1: there was a big argument that really, really hurt me that day. Like, an argument was like, is it hard for me to say it? The argument was about how they didn't want me in their life anymore.
0: Was that because of the relationship you had with God or because of your disability or your actions? What did they tell you? It was
1: because of God.
0: Were they not believers?
1: They say they were believers, but really they didn't want me to talk about God. They didn't want me to, you know, like, have that close relationship with
0: him hmm that's interesting (laughs) did they ever tell you why? no do you you have your own concept of why they would not want you to do that?
1: my my own concept is that they want me to be like them and believe in what they want to believe in they, our family was raised on believe on what you want to believe in. It meant you could believe in God or you can believe in the devil or you could believe in whatever.
0: Okay. But what did they believe in?
1: I don't know. They say they believe in God. I don't know what they believe in.
0: But if you were believing in Jesus, God yourself and that's what they were doing, then I'm kind of confused on what they didn't, why they wouldn't want you to if you were believing in the same thing.
1: That's why I got confused too, because my brother, okay, this is like, I want to bring up my brother because I think my family stopped believing. I wouldn't, I don't want to judge them and say they don't believe, but to me it feels like they don't believe in God no more. Because of my brother having lost his brother at nine months old with a brain
0: tumor. Okay, so wait a minute. Let's go back. So we're talking about, is, is this brother your half-brother or your brother from, like, did your mom and dad have your not your biological mom and dad, but your My adopted, adopted mom and dad already
1: had kids before me.
0: So were you the youngest then? Yes. Okay. Um, did they by chance tell you why they decided to adopt?
1: My mom, she said the reason why she wanted to adopt was because she wanted another child.
0: And what, she couldn't have one?
1: She couldn't have no more kids after I think it was a, a sesame or whatever they had to do to stop whatever:
0: A hysterectomy?
1: Yes.
0: okay.: So she had a hysterectomy, so but she still wanted another child. so how how many siblings are there before you?
1: There were only two, but one died.
0: Okay, was this after they adopted you or before? Before. Okay, so actually, growing up, you just had a brother. Yes. Okay, and how did your brother treat you?
1: Just well, first of all,
0: just about. First of all, how many years older was he than you?
1: He's ten years older than me.
0: Ten years. So he was ten years old when he came when you came into his life. Right?
1: Yes, because I wasn't even a year
0: old. So you weren't adopted as a newborn?
1: I was adopted at twelve months.
0: So then were you in a foster care system? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So so we got a brother and he treated you like any other brother treats. Like siblings go through stuff? Yes. So you didn't, you didn't, are you including him with your parents that were different or not?
1: I say both of them, my, my parents and my brother.
0: So what was it that he was doing?
1: that, That made
0: you not feel like you fit in?
1: Just a lot of stuff like his attitude to me. Like when my parents got divorced, he had to do everything for me and my mom. Okay. And it's like he he blamed God for taking his younger brother, and he blames me for him not. In some ways, even though they don't come out and say it, they blame me for everything that happened. To who? To my mom about them getting a divorce. My uh, mom, my dad blames my mom for her other son died with the brain tumor, and my my brother just blames me for most of the stuff. Like he wasn't happy because. Anytime my mom wants him to do something, he had to stop and do it.
0: Okay, but that has nothing to do with you.
1: I know, but it just made
0: me not fit in. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put this all together. So that everybody understands what's going on out there, did you ever feel like you were part of this family?
1: when I was a baby? Yes, but as like I said, as I got older, I felt like I oh don't, I don't know how to say it as as I got older, I did Like, feel like I belong anymore.
0: Belonged to what? To the
1: family that I was with.
0: Okay. All right. So you moved out when you were 29. Yes. And did you move into a private home? Did you move into an apartment by yourself? Are you taking care of yourself
1: um yes i I moved into an apartment by myself um I'm taking care of myself um, i'm I'm happy where i am
0: and and how is your relationship with your parents now?
1: Um. Uh, my mom and I hardly talk. We don't see each other anymore. My dad and I, well, it's kind of rocky. But basically, I don't see them as much. My dad lives in Salacaca. My mom lives in Linden. Okay, so number one,
0: people that are listening aren't gonna know either one of those places and really we shouldn't even be saying those places. You can just say they live so, you know, whatever distance about away from let's just
1: say one lives like four hours away and the other one's closer.
0: Okay. Who's closer?
1: They um live
0: who's closer
1: like Maybe two or three minutes away.
0: Who's closer? Yeah. Who is closer?
1: My mom.
0: Okay. But your brother lives in town in the same town as you? He doesn't live around
1: where I live. I don't know where he lives.
0: But you have contact with him?
1: Sometimes.
0: And how's that go?
1: It
0: is, is he nice to you? Is he nice to you?
1: Sometimes he's nice, but sometimes he's not. Like, sometimes he gets attitude with me. Other times he doesn't.
0: Okay. So when you're growing up and... You were experiencing the learning disability and some anger issues because of that. Were you being bullied in school? Yes. So, in what way did they bully you? Was it in words, or was it physical, or
1: it was mostly words? Like people made fun of how I talked, the way I looked, the way I dressed.
0: So, oh. did you dress different than other people?
1: Sometimes, yes.
0: And, and was that in your picking of clothing or the way that your parents dressed you?
1: It was basically the way my family dressed me.
0: Hmm. That's interesting.
1: But did... sometimes they made fun of the way I told.
0: Okay. So I can understand almost everything that you're saying. You have a a southern accent that from living Do you live in the hills?
1: No, but I live in the country.
0: Okay. So isn't that kind of the same? What do you you just don't have any hills around you? nothing i know of okay it just means it's okay so you live out kind of out in the middle of nowhere Is it a small town yeah would do you know do you know what the word hick means
1: (laughs) no but i heard it so many times
0: but you what
1: i've heard the word hick but
0: have you been called that or you just heard it
1: I heard it sometimes.
0: Okay, well, let me see what the word hink is, like how it's described. It doesn't even want to. (laughs) Let's see here. A person who lives in the country and is regarded as being unintelligent or provincial. No,
1: but I have been called stupid
0: and retarded before. Okay, so that kind of goes with when people say that, that means unintelligent. And you do live in the country, but they didn't, so they didn't call you a hick. No. That's good. That's good. You wouldn't have known what it meant anyway, so it didn't matter, right? Right, but. Mm.
1: I wouldn't know what it means anyway, but I do know what retarded and stupid is because they called me that a lot.
0: Well, just because they called you that didn't mean you knew what it was. You must have asked somebody.
1: Not really. I try to avoid asking a lot of people about it.
0: Well, then how old were you when that was happening? Because at five years old, Somebody wouldn't know what that meant.
1: I was probably about, I don't know, 10 maybe.
0: Okay. Did you also have friends, though, that were nice to you?
1: I had one friend back in high school. Yeah. Well, not in high school, but back in school. Mm-hmm. She stood up for me when I was buddied.
0: Okay. Is, are you still friends with her?
1: Yes. We don't talk a lot, but I do talk to her brother and her sister-in-law.
0: Is that because she's not living close to you? or?
1: Yeah. The, they live four hours away.
0: Okay. All right. So let me ask you something. How, you're doing okay now, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, are you being bullied at an adult age?
1: Not unless you can't get your family picking on you.
0: Well, okay. Uh, well, let's not count that because a lot of families, as adults, <laughs> either split up or have their issues. You know, that's, that's like just part of having a family.
1: I don't
0: Um, get picked out much anymore. Okay. So during all this time as you were growing up, you felt disconnected. You felt like you weren't part of your family. Um, Did you have any other feelings? Um, Were you depressed ever? I.
1: I probably was depressed with a lot going on. Like, you know, not being connected with the family, not being close to them, not having a lot of friends, being picked on, you you know, being buddied and all. It It was just like every other kid, but different. Like, when I... What's up, said I will eat. <laughs> Come for food.
0: <laughs> okay. So, what that made you heavier?
1: That didn't make me happy, it just made me a lot bigger. Um,
0: because when, when I'm depressed, well, I don't get depressed, but when I feel down when i feel down or sad or stressed i you know i turn to chocolate or some kind of other comfort food and that can that can make me gain weight if i was uncomfortable every day you know or stressed every day and i did it every day
1: I did it all the time because I was, like, I was already overweight as a child. I might have had a little tummy, but, you know, when people picked on you about your weight, and it's just, I felt more comfortable eating, but... If I knew then what I knew now about you, all the stuff that I did, if I knew that it would have caused you to be a diabetic, or, I would have done that. I would have tried to find another way.
0: Okay, so I guess what I'm hearing is, so you're diabetic?
1: Yes, I'm type 2.
0: Okay, and what is... What is type 2? Is that where you take insulin or when you control food?
1: You can control it by weight, like dieting and exercise. And um, sometimes you can do it by uh, pills. But um, mine is if I eat too much and my blood sugar goes too high, I get headaches.
0: You mean if you eat too too much sugar?
1: I get like nauseated, like I get sick.
0: So do you mean like if you eat too much sugar? Yes. Okay. Because you can eat too much of other foods that don't turn into sugar, that aren't carbs and don't have added sugars in them, and you probably wouldn't have your sugar level go up. You might gain weight still, but not as much because sugar and carbs are are going to make you gain weight. So, like,
1: I can't eat a lot of meats because it makes my blood sugar goes up.
0: Okay, so let's let's go back to when you you said that you were kind of heavy when you were small.
1: Yeah, about maybe five six.
0: Okay, so. I don't think you were probably old enough to, I mean, surely your parents had to say so in what you were eating and how much.
1: Not ready.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: They let me eat whenever I wanted to eat. They didn't like control me by locking up food or anything. So basically, if I wanted to eat, i just go in and eat. And they had no say.
0: Wait a minute. They had no say or they didn't say anything?
1: They didn't say nothing.
0: Were your parents heavy? Were they overweight?
1: My dad, he's overweight, but he's also a diabetic.
0: Okay. Well, we both know that. Diabetes can be, I think you know, it can either be hereditary or it can be, come that way from being overweight.
1: Well, see, I don't know which one mine is because, like, when people ask us about it, my mom's like, oh, she's adopted. We don't know much of her history.
0: Okay, so in that case, then a doctor would start having you not eat carbs, not eat added sugars, that kind of stuff. And if it wasn't going down like it should, then they could make the assumption that it was probably from the way you were eating instead of being hereditary. But your adopted dad being being diabetic would have nothing to do with you except for maybe you having the same eating habits. Yeah. But your mom isn't overweight?
1: No, I wouldn't say she's overweight. She's more healthier than me.
0: And yet she didn't instill those things upon you? No. Or did she try and you weren't listening?
1: Well, it's kind of both ways. She tried but then she didn't try.
0: Oh, that didn't make sense.
1: Like, I have selective hearing, so if someone says something, I wouldn't be able to hear it anyway the way they want to say it.
0: Okay, so we're about there listening. Basically, she's saying if she didn't want to do what somebody was saying, she pretended not to hear what they were saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So that—that's what selected appearing is. You didn't have it. You decided to have it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like if my parents started to claim my meme, I didn't claim my meme all the time. So I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> Did you get in trouble for disobeying?
1: I didn't get in trouble much about
0: it. So the things you're telling me kind of makes me think that you weren't paid attention to a lot.
1: I tried to pay
0: attention to no, what uh, uh, That's say. not what I said. I said that you weren't paid attention to by your family.
1: Yeah.
0: It just kind of lets you do whatever you wanted to do and say whatever you wanted to say.
1: Exactly.
0: So, is that part of what made you feel not part of them, of the family? Because i've I've heard kids from homes that have parents that discipline actually say that that discipline made them feel loved, that they knew that their parents cared enough to to see what they were doing and pay attention to what they were doing and correct them that they knew they were loved?
1: Well, see, my mom and them, like, every time, like, if I did something and I didn't know what I was getting in trouble for, most of the time I don't remember what I did. So my family would either take a switch (laughs) or they would take a broom, or they would take a shoe, or a belt. But it it did nothing. It just made me not want to be a part of them. I just, I didn't feel love when they did that.
0: But you didn't, you didn't, did you cry?
1: I cried. I put my hands behind my butt.
0: Did you try running from them?
1: Oh, yes, mm-hmm. I actually ran for my dad one time. he went got the switch, and I went running, and he tried to run after me. He said, "You're gonna have to come back one sometime, and your to get a popping,
0: so then you stopped?
1: No, not really.
0: Well, what do you do then, catch up with you?
1: No, I just kept on going. I just stopped like halfway. Down well, you road. had to stop
0: sometime.
1: Like, I was about to go on the um, car.
0: <laughs> I mean, you had to stop sometime and come back.
1: I probably didn't go back until almost dust.
0: And you didn't get into more trouble?
1: If I did, it just it made me want to be more and more around him.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> but I did have a granddad, my dad's dad, who always picked on me. And
0: was that Nana's husband?
1: No, that was my um Nana's husband is my mom's dad. My okay. dad's mom my dad's dad is the one um made to Vin. Okay. And he always picked on me. And one time she did, he did. He said, Vin, come get your granddaughter. And she's like, you need to leave that child alone.
0: Who said that?
1: My mama. We call him mama. We had mama and we had papa and we had nana.
0: But what about Nana's husband? What'd you call him?
1: I don't know. He was he's he was alive when I came into the picture,
0: Oh, okay. So you never met him. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Let me see here. Okay. So. How do you think that you've, like, you you feel safe today and you feel happy today? How do you think you came to that point?
1: Yes, I'm happy and safe today. I think when I came to the point, like, okay, um, when I was getting older, before I moved out, I still feel like when I moved out, I felt safe because I didn't have like I wasn't pressured and like being I wouldn't say being told and pushed what to do because I try my best to do what I can and like I have no like every time I'm around. Like, when I'm not around my family, I, I'm i happy. <laughs> I have no arguments. I have no reg- I don't regret moving out. That was the best thing. But um, looking back, I feel like it was needed to be done because I didn't feel happy like I should.
0: Okay, let's go back to your learning disability, because do you still have that? Yes. And so what, what do you do for it?
1: Um, my learning disability, I can't do much about, because with that disability, it has what you call um, ADD and HDD, which is also part of that disability. And I try to focus. I try, you know, I'm trying to read a little bit more. I'm trying to, you know, like when I was a kid, people gave, they gave up on, my, on me, especially in speech. And I walk, and I'm still walking on my speech. I'm still you know, I'm still trying to learn things, and I feel safe and happy because I know I'm I'm doing all this on my own. Because I, when I was a kid, I didn't have people there to help me.
0: Okay, so now you're doing it on your own, and how, do you go to the internet do you go to any type of counseling do you do you know you can there's a whole lot of things you can do for any of those stuff or or are you just doing it on your own and and if you are how are you doing that
1: i'm doing it on my own um like i can look stuff up or i can like go to my memories because i remember a lot of stuff so I can take notes. Um, I like stuff I can remember. I can okay, write that it down. That, um,
0: that doesn't have anything to do with what/how you're um, taking care of your learning disability.
1: I'm both basically. I'm doing it by myself, and I'm going like I'm playing games,
0: like mind games on. Or what? What kind of games?
1: Um, like this game set. It's like cutter games, cookie games, um, reading games.
0: Okay, so I can see where some of those could give you entertainment, but... I'm still trying to figure out what you're doing to help yourself learn in your speech.
1: My speech, I'm doing, like, when I go to, like, these episode books, I, um, I go to um, the words and, like, whatever words, like, I try to say them and pronounce them the way they should.
0: And how do you know if you're pronouncing them right?
1: That's why I go to, like, Google.
0: And what do you do with Google to find out if you're pronouncing?
1: Like, I would say a letter, and it will tell me if it's a good pronounce, or...
0: You mean you, mean you actually ask Google my pronouncing this right?
1: Sometimes,
0: yes. Does it answer you?
1: Yes, it does.
0: Does it really?
1: (laughs) Well, that's how I learn things.
0: No, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. It's like,
1: that's how Google teaches me sometimes.
0: By what? Do they say I don't understand what you said? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, they say that to me, too.
1: (laughs) But you know, like. But you know, I have, like I also go to Siri.
0: Yeah, well, Siri's kind of like, like Alexa. Except, I
1: don't have Alexa.
0: Except... Sure, you do, because you have iPhone.
1: Yeah, I have Siri. That's what her name is.
0: Yeah, you can name her anything you want. But let me see here. Where I'm going to look up something. Because I bet you there's an app or an Internet site where you could go to to um, practice speech and then have it read back to you and tell you where you're what you need to work on. And, And that's something that you could do yourself the 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 whole point of our doing the podcast with life struggles is for you to help others learn by what you've learned so why don't while I'm looking that up, why don't you tell the people that are listening some ideas on how to get through all those feelings you've had? Well,
1: I would say pray for one. I go to pray or I look and I like, sometimes I clean. Um, I have a cat that helps me a lot with my feelings, my emotions. I still, sometimes like if you have, a lot of emotions, my best bet would be either to cry or to yell them out or write them down. Because it helps. Like if I knew, like I said, if I knew what I knew then, I would try to do things differently. But one other thing is never give up on your life.
0: Okay, there was one thing in there that probably wouldn't be understood. You said I, I have a cat, and the cat helps me. How does the cat help you? The, the cat
1: helps me feel happy, and
0: it um. I so don't the the long. cat is more of a therapeutic thing yeah, for she, for like anger and stress, but we're she talking helps about me
1: with stress and angry, and she makes me feel good because at least you know. I have someone
0: I love and she loves me back. Okay. So that's so you, what you're saying is to, for your emotional stress and feelings, a, a pet is good therapy. Yes. Okay. We still have to find something that. Is helping with speech therapy, or is it really not what you're concentrating on?
1: I tried to concentrate on my speech, but
0: okay, you're not telling me how did you concentrate on your speech though. I'm trying to concentrate
1: it out. Concentrate it. Um, by talking to other people and see if they can understand what I say because most of the time people don't understand what I'm saying
0: okay um, just you know I forgot to ask you did did your birth mother or I'm sorry did your adopted mother get ever get you in speech therapy
1: she did, but, like, when I was, like...
0: No, she did, right?
1: She did.
0: And did she at home practice those things with you?
1: No. I always had to practice them at school, like, when I went to school, because I had a speech to a teacher. And, but, like, when I was, like, 7 or 10 going in middle school... Um, the teacher
0: gave up on me. Okay, so I looked up things that you can do at home as an adult for speech therapy, okay? So, uh, uh, so I want you to listen to me and then maybe you can um, listen back to this episode and take some notes But one is you're supposed to put your tongue in and out. You're supposed to stick your tongue out and hold it for two seconds and then pull it back in. Then hold it for two seconds and repeat. And this helps train your tongue to move with coordinated patterns, which will help you produce a better speech. Was that something anybody ever taught you? No. Okay. So there's... This is one thing you can do. Number two is, it's called tongue side to side. So I'm imagining that, but I'm just going to read it. For this speech therapy exercise, you open your mouth and move your tongue to touch the right corner of your mouth. I'm trying to do it. And you Uh? you hold it for two seconds and then touch the left corner of your mouth. That's kind of hard. It is. I'm trying to do it and talk. I can do it, but... But but that's what you're supposed to do. And you're supposed to hold it for two seconds and repeat. All that's going to help your tongue get stronger and your speech get better. So let's go to number three. This all involves your tongue. So what I'm getting out of this is Tongue obviously has a lot to do with your speech.
1: Yeah. Um, My dad says I have a lazy tongue.
0: Does he? Okay. Okay. Um, so number three is open your mouth and stick your tongue out. I bet you did that a lot. Yeah. I can just imagine you as as the, that child that you've described us that was kind of naughty. <laughs> and, and, and And kind of. Um, what's the word I want to use? You know, didn't 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 really want to follow the rules. Didn't. I'm
1: still that way sometimes.
0: Okay, cool. so I can I can see you, one of your parents as a young child trying to tell you not to do something, and when they turned around and walked away, you sticking your tongue out. <laughs> I actually did do that. See, I can see that just from listening to you. Okay, so okay. So you know a lot about your tongue. So you open your mouth and stick your tongue out and then reach your tongue up towards your nose. To you see how far
1: I can't do that one.
0: Well, no, you keep you keep doing it to try to stretch it out, your your tongue. So you hold for two seconds and then reach your tongue down towards your chin and hold that for two seconds. Those two are kind of hard. No, but that's what you gotta do. So you can't say it's hard. I'm giving you something as an adult, and you're an adult now. Yeah, well, as, as an adult, we don't act like we're not gonna do something or say we're not we don't want to do that because we wanna improve. Like you said, you 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 work on things. So I'm giving you something to work on. <laughs> So so there's no saying to me, that's too hard to do. Just do it.
1: I'm trying to stick my tongue up to my nose and my chin right
0: now. I can't. That's- okay. Well, <laughs> listen to me. I can't either. I can't stick my tongue up and touch my nose. But you practice it because it stretches that tongue. It's making your tongue work, which is going to help your speech. So it's not a negative thing. I can't touch my tongue. It's uh, you keep trying. So like I said, you reach for your tongue up towards your nose and you hold it for two seconds. Just two seconds. And then you reach your tongue down towards your chin and you hold it for two seconds. It doesn't say touch your tongue at your chin. It says reach it down towards it. Uh. So this the, Okay. So I okay. think you're kind of, you're taking me wrong. This is just an exercise that you're going to do that's going to help with your speech.
1: Ah, uh, I was wondering because sometimes some people can actually touch their tongue to the nose.
0: Well, yeah, they can. And maybe they have a long tongue, you know. But this I'm is totally... fat tongue. This is totally different. This is an exercise to help with speech. So you... Open your mouth and stick your tongue out. Then you reach your tongue up towards your nose. Not You don't touch your nose. You just reach it up towards there. And you hold it for two seconds. And then you do the tongue down towards your chin. And hold that for two seconds. And then you repeat it one more time. So oh. the, these things I'm giving you are just something that you would do once a day. Okay. Uh, so it says it's best to do all of these speech therapy exercises in front of the mirror so that you can get visual feedback from yourself. You know, Do you know what that means? No. Okay. So visual is so that you can see what you're doing. Okay. So, uh, so you know how to do it again and again. And, and it's just an everyday this this can't even take you five minutes a day but okay so but I have more so number four I know you're gonna laugh about this oh yeah okay here's another simple speech therapy exercise exercise that improves your oral motor skills smiling practice smiling in front of a mirror smile then relax Rep- Repeat as you can stand. So you smile, relax, say cheese, cheese, <laughs> say cheese, and then you stop. And then you cheese, then you stop. That's, that's um, stretching your mouth. <laughs> okay. Okay. I know you think this is funny, but these are real things an adult t- can do to help improve their speech.
1: Well, I never heard of those being like that exercise, I guess, because I never looked them up.
0: Well, here you go. All right. So, and we're also giving, if there's anybody out there that you can share it to that you know has any kind of um, speech problems, you know, whatever. Um, We want them to hear your story anyway, as far as how you dealt with having a disability, and what you went through and then how, you know, first of all, you're not alone. You do know that, right? I do. <laughs> and people need to know that they're not alone and th- and that, you know, like not everybody's going to believe in God. Okay. So, that, but maybe, maybe just one person that hears it might go, hmm, maybe, maybe I'll try praying because they heard you say you pray. Yeah. So, you know, if if you just get one person out there that starts praying when they're going through all those feelings, you've helped somebody. And that's the purpose of our podcast. Okay. So, to go on, it says the mirror is important because it provides you feedback, which is fuel for your brain. Okay, this one's this one's really funny.
1: Oh. Uh... <laughs>
0: Practice kissy face. So, <laughs> when you're done practicing saying cheese, try making kissy faces by puckering your lips.
1: All I can think of is a fish lamp.
0: Yeah, that's what you do. So, pucker your lips. And you pucker your lips together and then you relax. And repeat as often as you can. You should slow down the movement for even better control. So so, so the, that's why you want to do it in the mirror so you can see how you're doing it then relax, then repeat it and just do it as long as you can until you don't feel like doing it anymore except more than five times.
1: More than five times. Oh man.
0: What's well, that hard? You're only, all's your. You, it doesn't even say to hold.
1: Hey, that's it, probably a good thing. I might do that one more than the
0: others. <laughs> No, you're supposed you're supposed to be writing this down when we get done. So make sure that you do. Anyway, so that so we're we're gonna play practice practice kissy fish, and then the next one. Hmm. Hmm. This Uh-oh. is com. This is complex. So, do you know what a consonant and a vowel is? Like. E I O U. Those are vowels. Yep. So then. Okay.
1: I don't know what a consonant is.
0: So that would be the letters that aren't vowels. So, for example, if you have trouble with the R sound, can you say R for me? R. Uh, so, so you're going R instead of uh. R. So it says practice saying. Ra, re, ry, ro, ru, because your vowels are a, e, i, o, u. So you mm-hmm. take you take the first letter of what you have trouble pronunciating and you put it with an a, then an e, then an i, then an o, then a u. So tell me what your five vowels are.
1: My vowels.
0: What are your five vowels? We all have the same. What are five vowels?
1: A, I, O, U.
0: Right, so you're forgetting one. And if you say it in order, it helps. It's A, E, I, O, U. Oh. So the well, I-O-U, I, O, the
1: U is the E because the E is silent.
0: Well, that's just if if you're. Not really. It's it's not silent. It can be silent, but if you say re, that's an e. Read. Re. Read. It's, so remember what I said. So you take. Tell me another letter that maybe you have a hard time of pronunciation. Um. What about L? Laam. Do you have, no, just one, one, one consonant, one letter. Le. So it would be la, li, because it e, because it's i, lo, lu, la, li, li, try it with me, la, la. 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 So you want to bring your tongue up to the roof of your mouth. La. When you say, when, la. And then Lee. Li. Li. Le. Le. Low. lo, Lou.
1: Lou. Okay.
0: And, and you just do that over and over again. So what you'll want to do is like write down the... Consonants, so a letter that you have a hard time pronouncing when you're talking, and you'll practice it with the A, E, I, O, U, and you just you can do it at any time. That that doesn't have to be part of your you know repetition in the like it. Whenever you decide to do these things, I'm giving you, um, it's probably best if you just do them on and be done with it yeah you know what i'm saying so like make it a ritual okay a ri- and a ritual is what what's a like ritual?
1: Do controlling... hmm? like do
0: control
1: and like doing something all the time
0: there you go see you're smart so don't let anybody tell you anything different so yes um do you have any kind of ritual and i don't mean about speech but i mean any kind of ritual that you do the very same thing every day same time same thing
1: wash clothes try to pick up something
0: but is that a ritual or is that just something you do
1: Sometimes
0: it's a ritual. Sometimes it's something I do. Okay, well, but that's I not. I sleep all the time so
1: that and I study.
0: Okay, well, sleeping is not a ritual. <laughs> 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 good try.
1: Take a good, time.
0: good try. But it, no, so a ritual is not sometimes. A ritual is something that you do the same, same time and the same way every day. Now, just to make sure that I'm not giving out bad information, except that we have two more, wait, three more, three more exercises. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have 10 exercises in total, so it'll probably take you a half hour. So I would say that, what do you do first thing in the morning besides go to the bathroom?
1: (laughs) Um, play a game.
0: All right. Instead of playing the game first, go ahead and, and do your speech therapy. Maybe do, do you drink a cup of coffee or a cup of water or a cup of tea? Do you drink something for breakfast?
1: <laughs> um, I drink spot because sometimes I uh, will have an upset stomach, but I drink spine and water.
0: So you don't sit and relax and have a cup of tea
1: or a cup of coffee. I do sometimes if I want to sit and make me some herbal tea.
0: Okay, so I got to hurry this along because we got we we got to watch our time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But so make it, so I would make it a ritual, even if you have to put a timer on your phone. Um so that you do it at the same time every day so it becomes a ritual it becomes a habit
1: oh I remember something I do every day at the same time what's that? my jobs.
0: Mm, but you forget sometimes
1: no not since I've been doing them at 5 o'clock or 6 like 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock
0: well that's good okay so then establish a time to do your speech therapy And you do it every day at the same time. At first, you're probably going to have to set a a, a timer or alarm or something from your phone. But, okay, so let's go to number seven. Wait. Six.
1: Yeah, and you might have to text them to me.
0: (laughs) No, because you're going to listen to this over again and you're going to write it down. So number seven is sentence production. That kind of sounds hard. So let me read it first. Patience with speech. See, I don't even know how to pronounce this word. You know I'm not very good at pronouncing words. Me neither. I can spell them, but but I have a hard because I pronounce words as I see them, not you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So as they're spelled, that's how I pronounce them. It looks like apraxia. But says so it says, for example, have no trouble with the cognitive side of language production. However, the ability to move their lips and tongue is impaired. Therefore, oh, so this I, I you know what? I need to look up what speech apraxia is. Because that must be... You might not even have that. No. That's a condition. Okay. So, let me just... Let me look it up. Apraxia.
1: Sometimes when I try to say a word, my tongue won't stay where it's supposed to be. It goes down.
0: So, there are four characteristics of apraxia of speech. Difficulty moving slowly from one sound or syllable or word to another. Uh, Groping movements with the jaw, lips, or tongue to make the correct movement for speech sounds. And vowel distortion, such as attempting to use the correct vowel but saying it incorrectly. Do you have any of those?
1: I always say stuff incorrectly.
0: No, I'm talking about, did you hear, did you understand what I read to you?
1: Uh, the speech. I do have the, like, when I try to go and say, like, some was Words.
0: Words. You know, words. 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 Words.
1: Words.
0: See, it's word, word, word. Words. Not word, word. Word. No, you'll have to practice that word. Yeah. you have to practice the word, word.
1: Go and practice a long word.
0: <laughs> that's See, okay. I
1: have difficulties pronouncing things.
0: That's okay. That's why we're doing these exercises.
1: And saying them.
0: It's okay. That's why we're doing these exercises. And we're giving other other people that might have speech impairments or speech problems or difficulty in that. Okay? We're giving them yeah. ways to do this. So you can't be a bad influence and not do these or disagree sure. with them. <laughs> you have to be encouraging here. I I might not have all that, but in some
1: ways I might have because...
0: Are you talking about... the? What I just this was a totally different thing. Are you talking about speech apraxia? You don't yeah. have that. Yeah, you don't have that. So we're gonna go on yeah. to the next one. Let me see if you have that. Eh, you have to have a caregiver giver sit down with you for this one. So that one not gonna work because you don't have a caregiver. No. Okay. And then the other thing is word games. So word games make great speech therapy exercises for adults. Although you aren't producing speech, these games challenge your language processing skills. So to work on your visual processing, which is looking in the mirror and doing those first five things. Yeah. Um, and then comprehension. And that comprehension is understanding the meaning of them, you try computer games like solitaire. Have you ever tried Solitaire? I have. Okay. Well, Solitaire is a really good one to play. Okay. And then to exercise your problem-solving and visual processing, try word games like word searches or crossword puzzles.
1: I do a lot of crossword puzzles on, like, in books.
0: Okay, that's good. So that's those are brain games, that, which will help improve your speech when you practice them regularly. Regularly.
1: Regular.
0: regular. Regular. Yeah. Well, but it's regularly. Ah. But i I'm just saying you take the word regular and add ly, which is lee, so regularly. I'm not it doesn't even sound like I'm saying it right but I am. So most but I'm just telling you trying to tell you that that the brain games is going to help your speech when you practice them. Let's say ritually. You know, your ritual. Yeah. So every day. Okay, the very last one is you can find speech therapy exercise apps on your phone. And that wouldn't be hard, but I could try. Well, I'm just telling you that you can. You just, you look up a CT speech and cognitive therapy app. It accesses your problem areas and assigns exercises to meet your needs. That's kind of cool.
1: It does.
0: So, um... I I will text that one to you. Okay, so that's a really the, the place that I went to get these for everybody out there listening is flintrehab.com. flint f l i n t rehab r e h a b.com. And that will help you with your speech therapy as an adult. So, okay, well, Beth, I think you're doing really good. It it sounds to me like you've had a lot of struggles in there, and yet, even though you went through depressions and sadness and not feeling like you belonged, you've... Found a place where you're happy, and you're com- mm-hmm. and you're comfortable, and your um, self esteem is good, or isn't it?
1: It is. I'm still working on that.
0: <laughs> and okay, so then you get the hard question of what are you doing to work on it?
1: I'm trying to like for my self-esteem like you know how people been but like put down like been called saying you're lazy you're fat um you believe all that stuff you try to work on your self-esteem by saying okay i'm not those stuff i'm more than they say i am
0: that's a good one so You can write correctly, right?
1: Yes, even though misspelled was.
0: Yeah, well, if you looked them up, you'd be able to spell them right. But at any rate, you're the only one that's going to look at it. So if you write something down, you're going to know what it says, right? Yes. Okay. So if one of these times, do you have a Dollar General around you or something?
1: Yes, we do.
0: Okay, So if you get a little package of sticky notes, they're usually yellow, but you can get them in all different colors, but they're called sticky notes. And so it's a little tiny squared notepad and you can write something different every day, but you write something good about yourself. So like, I love myself that simple i love myself and you stick it on your mirror in the bathroom because this one
1: you probably hear me use a lot is to never give up
0: honey it's fine i'm just giving you an example whatever whatever thing makes you feel better you write down and but see we're going to have sticky notes all over the place that your cat can't get
1: yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay,
0: so the, like, do you what kind of refrigerator do you have? Does it have a freezer on top?
1: It has a freezer on top.
0: Okay, so if you if you do a sticky note on the freezer door, the cat probably can't jump that high to get it. I don't know. I, don't how,
1: know. I, don't... I haven't seen her jump that high. Okay, but so I let's saw her I'm... jump to the emergency alarm.
0: Okay, but I'm just giving you an example. Because you're going to do more than one. Or or you can change it every day. But the normal thing to do is not normal, but the best thing to do is to have like four or five of them around. So like one in each room or space that you are so that you have to look at it. And what happens, Beth, is after you read something for so many times over and over again, your brain starts believing it so, so i am pretty I those am are hard pretty. those are hard words for lots of people to say because i'm
1: pretty i am love mhm
0: i am smart
1: i am smart
0: um but it's uh, and and you can always google words of um affirmation affirmation is affirming who you are okay yeah um but word or words of words to make me feel better even i i i haven't tried that yeah. but i bet you if, if yeah. Something's happening there. It's making a lot of noise. You there?
1: Yeah, I'm here.
0: Okay. All right. So we've given quite a bit of information for people. Hopefully um, we can get this out there for anybody that has some kind of learning disability, some kind of speech disability, or just being adopted and not feeling part of that family. And know that they're not alone out there. Is there something that you would like to tell everybody? Um, to give them some hope?
1: I would like to say. No matter. What goes on in life. Keep being yourself. And never. Never give up to fight because when you come out of it, you would look back and be like, I've, I've done it.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. And I really, really appreciate your knowledge and sharing your story with us.
1: You're
0: welcome. All right. And be safe and be happy. You too. And that's another wrap. I sincerely hope that this episode today will help anybody out there that has a learning disorder or has a loved one with a learning disorder, somebody who has been adopted and never felt part of that family that adopted you, someone who's been through being made fun of and bullied and never felt worthy. Beth has done a wonderful job through my questions and a wonderful job of becoming an adult and winning her life struggles so please share this and give us a rating and if you have any questions make sure that you hit the question button And I will be sure to answer them on the next episode. Love you guys so much.